Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Alex Hoyer. There's more than the clang-clang of the loop trolley happening in the eight blocks of the Del Mar Loop in University City. Joining me in studio is Rochelle Lequier, Executive Director of the Del Mar Loop. She's about six months into that job. Welcome. Thank you. Before the show, you had sent along an entire list of developments uh, that are happening in the loop right now. Uh, too many to talk about during the time that we have, but what is the most exciting for you right now? Oh, gosh, the most exciting. <laughs> That's not fair. That's asking me, like, what, who's my favorite child? <laughs> um, well, for the most exciting, well, there are two. Can I say two? Sure. Okay, so um, the first one I would say pays properties at Dalmar and Skinker. They have taken the site that was formerly the Shell gas station, and they have uh, leveled it, and they are getting ready to break ground on a 30-plus million-dollar development that will include a CVS and two floors of office space. And that's just an amazing development. It, it, it will f- complete the streetscape on that corner, continue the, this, the, the beautiful urban setting that you have on the streetscape, and, and it will bring a much-needed use with the CVS, which I think kind of seals the deal for the neighborhood with you know having the United Provisions there as a grocery store, and now you have the CVS, which is a full-service pharmacy and drugstore. So that'll be really great for the neighborhood. And then the, the fun development that's, I think, really exciting is the Magic Mini Golf that's going to be coming in the fall. What's that going to be like? So that is going to be across the street from the Moonrise Hotel. It's um, probably a $5 million investment development, and it will include um, indoor mini golf, basketball, uh, and other kinds of uh, fun activities. It'll have an event room and, ev- and other event spaces for renting. It'll have a, a a Ferris wheel that's from the Muni Opera. Mm-hmm. So there are just going to be some really fun components to it. It'll just be an an additional entertainment venue in the Delmar Loop, but it's it's also it, it it's a component that that we don't have right now. You know, you, you can mm-hmm. go to the pageant, you can go uh, bowling, but this is just that additional you know entertainment level that that hasn't been hasn't been seen yet there. I know that the Loop is well known and it's certainly a tourist attraction, but how do you describe it to people uh, from outside of St. Louis who may not be familiar with the Delmar Loop? I explain it as a boulevard that has everything you want. I mean, you can go shopping, you can go eat, you can actually travel the world without leaving St. Louis. I mean, the only continents that aren't represented in the Dalmar Loop are Antarctica and Australia. We have over 70 restaurants. We have over 17 countries represented by the business owners. And that includes not just the restaurants, but also the shops. So you can actually just have a tour the world basically in the Delmar Loop. You can also go shopping, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to art galleries. You can just you can stay up until two in the morning doing mm-hmm. a, a lot of different things. <laughs> so. Now, how does that relationship work with developers and uh, the and the Loop that that you're the executive director of? Are you approaching developers or are developers approaching you about specific projects? It, I would say it happens both ways. Um, I, I've i come into this with a lot of the developments in the pipeline, so I can't say I'm responsible for any of the current big developments. But right now I'm working on reaching out to different business owners and other 
developers to inform them about the spaces that are available or the development opportunities that are available. And um, I'm doing that, that next week. We're having a real estate tour in the mm-hmm. in the Dahmer Loop um, on Wednesday, April 3rd from 3 to 5. And we have over 50 people ha- RSVP'd for this already. And I'm looking at the list of people there, uh, business owners, they're uh, financial professionals, real estate professionals. We have people from the International Institute that are coming that represent business owners that are interested in opening new businesses. And that is exactly the type of person that we would like on this tour so that we can show them everything that's going on Mm -hmm. in the entire Del Mar Loop. And is that open to the public or specifically designed for developers? And It it is a public... event but it's it is designed in mind if you mm-hmm. you are looking for potential developments or real estate opportunities or to open a new business that's specifically what it's for we'll make sure to put a link to that on our website at, at stlpublicradio.org i mentioned the uh, the loop trolley at at the top of of the segment and you can't talk about the delmar loop without talking about <laughs> uh without talking about that trolley uh one of our producers Evie Hemphill uh, went to the loop and wanted to get a sense of what people were saying about uh, both the trolley and and just the, the Del Mar loop as it is, and uh, she came back uh, with this. A lot of stores have been closing and are closed and made the loop, like, less entertaining. But the trolley, I feel like, like, it's cool and it's a good experience to, like, have in a loop but it's in the way for the cars in the street Uh, i think it's really neat to see like running around the town like because you know you don't see trolleys very often anymore nowadays so i thought it was a really cool addition to put in the loop for sure there was one incident um probably about a month ago like it was around when it first got put up and somebody got their car door taken off over here they had their door open and the trolley came by and it ripped it right off that's about the only bad incident everything else has been pretty good i mean it, it flows with traffic pretty well i'd say there was a period of time where I feel like, um, you know, that businesses weren't, you know, as kind of they were, they were closing rather than opening. And I love to see that it's starting to, to open again and that new businesses are coming. Um, I see people here all the time. It's a great place to go um, and have take your family too. My girls and I were here about two weeks ago and we did the trolley and they loved it. So we're back. One difficulty that there is is the kiosks are ran off of um, uh, solar, I believe, and then sometimes if there's a shadow, they don't work. Um, so we had to go to a different um, kiosk the last time we were here. So. Our next station stop will be the pageant. Of course, the pageant station or the pageant theater. Next door to that is the Del Mar Hall and the Everly. Coming the other way, you have the Boom Rise Hotel, the Pinup Bowling Alley, High Pizza, my favorite place to go. That that was Talia Smith, Thomas Lynch, Ashley Egebrecht, and Colleen Harbaugh, uh, and sounds of the trolley in action last Thursday. Rochelle, what do you hear there? Uh, what what strikes you about that? So I, as you mentioned, have been in the Dalmar Loop for six months as a, in my position. Um, I've been around the Dalmar Loop my entire life. And I, I was aware of things that were going on, the negative impact that, you know, construction always has, unfortunately. I've worked in other 
communities where, you know, MSD comes in and they start working on the street and the shop owners are at a loss of how to deal with that period of construction. And that, that's a, just a big hurdle to jump over. I would say that, you know, the tide has definitely turned dramatically in the last, um, since August, actually. I Aside from keeping a list of the running developments, I've also been working with business owners as they come in and helping them. We've done ribbon cuttings. And we've had nine businesses open in the Del Mar Loop since August. And we have about seven more right now uh, on the radar for opening up in the spring. Mm -hmm. So I would say there's definitely a turn and it's a positive one. Yeah, I think you heard some positive and and both some negative comments there. What about the point about the solar powered uh, ticket kiosks? I don't deal with the mm-hmm. technical part of the trolley or the logistics of it. I mean, I I will pass this along to sure. <laughs> to the people who do handle that. I was not aware that there were was that 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 issue existed. I I do see people on you know on the street getting tickets, and I haven't seen anybody have a problem. They do now have a a mobile app, so I think that's really helped a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So they are you know addressing all of the issues that they've run into, and I think they take care of them pretty quickly. Yeah, I've, I've seen some excitement about the the mobile app and some people uh, wanting Metro to get uh, mm-hmm. on, on board with a mobile ticketing option, which I believe when um, when the leader of Bi-State was here mm, not too long ago had, had said that that was something that, that they were that they were considering. Uh, I'm talking with Rochelle Lequier. She is the executive director of the Del Mar Loop. We're talking about the Del Mar Loop in University City, the eight blocks that are entertainment, dining, and uh, so much more. Uh, We'll be back in just a moment to continue this conversation. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Alex Hoyer. We'll continue our conversation with Rochelle Lequier of the Del Mar loop in just a moment. But first, here are some of the stories our St. Louis Public Radio newsroom is following today. St. Louis County Council members are holding a special meeting tonight to discuss whether an outside attorney is needed to deal with a subpoena looking into the administration of County Executive Steve Stanger. The subpoena was issued last week. Stanger has vowed full cooperation with investigators. And a Missouri House committee has endorsed some major changes to the state's criminal justice system. The bill would give more leeway to judges in sentencing nonviolent offenders and requires jails and prisons to make menstrual hygiene products available for free. Join St. Louis Public Radio this afternoon for local and regional news and throughout the day on our website at stlpublicradio.org. Now back to Rochelle Lequier, executive director of the Del Mar Loop. We were talking during the break about... um, how you think that there are some misconceptions about uh, about the trolley? It was certainly delayed, and and it does get some negative press. Uh, and it's it's uh, been the subject of an STL style T-shirt uh, that that uh, has gone around social media. And uh, I know that you hear all this. What what is it that you hope that people understand about the trolley? So I came into this almost as. Y- like I said, you as a journalist would come into this looking for to research what what is the real truth. <laughs> mm. And um, so I've done a lot of my own research. And one thing that I unearthed in this, you know, big number that's used for the trolley construction is that not everything was just 
putting down the tracks. Um, there were a lot of really important developments that occurred as a result of the trolley and in, 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 in good positive infrastructure components. Um, the roundabout in U City near the U City City Hall and Library, um, that solved major traffic flow problems and um, actually created better pedestrian safety in the area. And that was $1.3 million that went uh, towards that part of the development. And then the bridges over the Metrolink at Forest Park, that was $4.7 million. And then in the St. Louis County portion of the development, all of the century-old cast iron lines, the gas lines were replaced mm. and new gas lines were put in. Let um, me ask you this. Um, I, I know you're having only been there there six months, but has, has the trolley met your expectations or maybe if they weren't your expectations since, since you've only been there six months, have they met the expectations of what it was set out to do? Yes. My, my view of the trolley is that it's an amenity to the Dalmar Loop, just like the pageant, which brings in over 200,000 people a year. I, I don't know, you know, ultimately this year what we'll see in the trolley numbers, but I know, you know, with the cold weather, things got off to a rough start. But last week was spring break and the weather broke too. And by lunchtime, the trolley was crowded with people. They were bringing their kids. They were coming on their own. I see a lot of people from out of town that are there just to ride the trolley. And I believe they're having positive experiences. And mm -hmm. it's, it's once you're inside and you see the trolley on the inside and just the wood and just the style, mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's it's a really neat thing to do. And I also enjoy it because you're, you're getting a perspective of the Dahmer Loop from a whole different viewpoint, you know, and it's a leisurely viewpoint too. And you can mm -hmm. see things that you don't always see. And I think that that'll help also with business development and just help businesses in general, like, oh, I'm driving by and oh, I see the silver lady or I see oh, so I didn't, I, you know, oh, I should go there, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And and I should say when our producer Evie Hemphill was was gathering uh, tape and talking to people on the trolley last week that that it was full at that time. And she had also had a chance to talk with with some business owners and brought this back. Our sales have been up. Uh, we had our best year ever last year. I have no idea whether it's attributed to the trolley or not. Um, it's certainly lovely to hear it go by. Um, it's a real pleasant soundscape, I think, to the loop. As a business owner and a living in Parkview so close by and a senior citizen, I feel like this is going to be a fantastic thing, not just for me, but for a local people. That was Kelly Von Plonsky, owner of Subterranean Books, and Eleanor Reuter, who owns an art gallery, uh, and they were sharing their thoughts on the trolley in the Del Mar Loop. That that must sound nice to you. It does <laughs> sound nice to me, and it, it you know it, it's interesting too because um, you know Eleanor has one of the long-standing art galleries in the city, and um, you know she has an amazing art gallery, and I I think. Also, I guess, you know, she's a Parkview resident, too, as she said. And so she she would have a really interesting perspective on the area. Um, and, I, you know, Kelly also, as a bookstore owner, to have your best year ever, that is just really great to hear. Mm -hmm. Is what are the next steps? I know that we talked about mini golf and uh, and some of the other uh, big projects that are going on, but what are we going to see next, maybe in the next month or next two months? 
in in terms of openings or uh, will there be more construction happening well there is potential for um a development at skinker and delmar just caddy corner to uh, the the pace property development and um that is there that is in the work so we'll see we'll see an announcement soon i hope and in terms of things that are opening, we have um, Prime 55 Steakhouse, we have Foxfire Restaurant and Bar, it's a Thai restaurant. Uh, CVS will be in the pipeline next year, I believe. Nudo House is coming to the loop, we're very mm. excited about that, and Pokidoki. And there's also a Chinese restaurant, Shiquan Chinese. Uh, there are mm -hmm. also two more boutique-style businesses that will mm -hmm. be opening up as well the spring and and we have about a minute left but do you compare the Del Mar Loop as an entertainment district with other areas uh, in the city or the county or with other locations in other cities well first of all I don't think there's a real comparison I think mm -hmm. you know the Del Mar Loop is the original entertainment district for the city of St. Louis I mean for the type of entertainment that we have mm -hmm. and when I say that I mean just the you know, you're you're going to go out for the evening. You're going to go see a band. You're going to go bowling. You're going to um, play darts. You know, go out to eat. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, and I think that that is a model that you see being reproduced as people are doing new developments around the city and in, in, in the country. So I I think it's just it's incomparable. Well, Rochelle Lequia, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And one of our producers, Evie Hemphill, discussed this topic further with St. Louis University's Bob Lewis, who is an assistant professor of urban planning and development and a former chair of Citizens for Modern Transit. Evie started by asking Lewis how trolleys fit into the overall vision for transit. Well, trolleys are uh, you know, sort of a modification of or an early um, precursor to what we call light rail now. Um, uh, and there, one of the advantages of trolleys is, uh, like light rail, is, is a fixed rail component of it. They have a tendency to, or, or transit has a tendency to be a little less um, popular when it's stick, or when it's just uh, rubber tires because people sort of sense you don't know where you're going. <clears throat> but with a with a rail, you do, and uh, that's what the light rail um, helps to figure out. You know exactly where the, the route is. And trolleys have the same effect. Trolleys, on the other hand, are um, tend to be uh, you know, shorter distances and um, <clears throat> a little more fun kind of thing and tend to be a little bit more tourist-oriented. But all of it can fit into a, an overall transportation program, especially for, in, uh, in this case, a corridor, a very lengthy corridor that uh, has been created uh, for the Delmar Loop uh, to get from you know one end to another or certainly from a longer distance rather than shorter walking distances. What do you make of the criticism that has been lobbed at the Loop Trolley since it finally started operating after years of planning? Well, it, uh, some of it's quite deserved, or at least we'll, um, uh, we're all a bit frustrated by how long it's taken. And, you know, you know where's, the, where's that uh, coming from? Whose fault is that? Or whatever. Um, you know, when you do big um, and sort of unusual infrastructure events, um, we all kind of get impatient, um, especially when we don't quite know what's going on, although in this case it wasn't really disrupting too much, unlike, say, Highway 40 being rebuilt. Um, but it, uh, And then we, we hear everybody talking about gigantic numbers, or I think they are, dollar amounts, and time frames, and so forth. So uh, you know, what, I, what I make of it all is I think um, it's a, 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 a potentially a you know, public relations 
uh, disaster that, uh, frankly, I think uh, Joe Edwards has managed quite well. But I'm, uh, but it's also one of those things like, well, good for you, you've managed it well, but you still want. We had this loop thing going ten years ago, the loop trolley thing going ten years ago. Why isn't it there now? Um, so I, I think it's a more than anything, it's a big public relations thing to to get over. Um, and once it settles in, we'll be fine. Much like light rail is and was, frankly. Compared to, say, 10 or 15 years ago, how do you think the loop is doing today? I think the loop's doing gangbusters. Um, it, uh, it's, um, and it, uh, it's extended, it's grown, um, principally to the uh, east, which is a nice thing because it involves, deeply involves both uh, you know, two different cities and basically, frankly, two different counties in a sense. And um, I think it's been marvelous that it's uh, been able to um, can continue to grow and refresh itself. Now, that said, there's a lot of changes that have taken place. Um, that these kinds of things do uh, outlive uh, tenants, occupants, businesses, and some new businesses are needed. We've also had a huge influx of Washington University in many ways, uh, for student housing in particular, but in other interest ways. Um, which sort of changes the patterns of things and demographics of things. Um, and every business, every uh, housing opportunity, every manager, every person that's there needs to adapt to those things. Um, but the the trick to corridors like that is really staying fresh uh, year after year. And uh, so far, I think the loop's you know, energetic about that, doing pretty well. What, in your view, makes for a great street? Well, yeah, the loop has been uh, was early picked by the American Planning Association as one of the great uh, corridors or great streets of America, uh, among others. And uh, well, what makes a great street or like the like like the Delmar Loop? Um, it really is people. It's it needs to look alive, uh, looks vibrant. Uh, so people when walking on it, they especially when you've got a pretty eclectic group of folks, Cherokee streets coming along those ways. Uh, as is the Grove um, and uh, South Rand have done things like that. Yeah, you've got active businesses, you've got uh, eclectic architecture, you've got um, uh, businesses that spill outside, both for you know, si- sidewalk shopping as well as uh, dining. Um, and But the, the real key is to make sure you've got enough going on. At, it doesn't have to be 24-7, but a lot of the time of the day, well, there's just people walking up and down and, and enjoying themselves, enjoying the groups they're in, Popping in and out of here, and people watching makes a huge difference for uh, for uh, what uh, gives gives a, a corridor or a, or a street a, a, a great reputation. Seattle's full of that, by the way. I just took a, <laughs> an hour and a half walk, and it's just full of that right now. <laughs> you just you feel safer. Uh, you feel like there's something going on all the time. There's adventure. You don't realize you've walked so far. It's a it's a it's a pretty terrific feeling. But it's mostly just because there are people there and they're doing their own thing. Um, and being nice to one another. And I know uh, Kansas City has a trolley. How does the loop trolley here in St. Louis compare to other um, such developments around the country in recent years? Well, a lot of the trolley, strictly what we call trolleys and look like the old line trolleys from from, um, uh, Meet Me in St. Louis and so forth, which is what the Del Mar loop trolley is is, is like, um, are really tourist attractions. They're not really uh, any more um, uh, commuting because it's just more than anything takes too long. Um, also, they're full of tourists. Um, the uh, and, and Kansas City, uh, by the well, way, you get that in 
get it in New Orleans. Um, you get it in uh, in San Francisco. Similar kinds of vehicles. Um, and um, yeah, they're, they're they were useful at one time for moving people around that were going to work and back and shopping. Uh, nowadays, there are easier ways to do that, including an automobile. Plus, uh, a lot of locals say, "I don't need that." And I don't. And certainly, the Del Mar Loop trolley is not going to be a, a commuting trolley. You're not going to go to work on that in a big way like you do light rail, um, like we do in St. Louis. Yeah, that um, actually. Sorry to cut you off. That's fine. Yeah. That makes me curious to ask: What do you make of the argument that oh, we we have this trolley, but we have these huge other needs in terms of transit, like expanding metro? Well, I, I make a lot of, out of that. I think it's a an important issue that the trolley advocates are, are going to need to deal with in a public relations sense. How does the trolley, uh, which has a kind of a fixed loop thing and does not connect with the other rail system, the light rail system, uh, you know, how does it fit and be relevant? And uh, I think that has, frankly, yet to be proven. Um, I'd like to see it work. Uh, connects to Forest Park. If we can get tourists to and from Forest Park to nice and fun, crazy places in the loop um, and do it fairly efficiently, keep some vehicles off, and people say, wow, what a great experience in St. Louis. You know, we're going to go a long way. Um, but it's not, uh, it certainly doesn't connect with other ways to get to other parts of the region airport or downtown or the medical centers and things like that. So it's got some limited uh, purpose right now. And I, given the, uh, what I know of the expense and the timing to get there and uh, all that, is, is it really worth that? Uh, it's, frankly, it's yet to be proven. That was SLU faculty member and urban planner Bob Lewis talking with producer Evie Hemphill about the Loop Trolley. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.